0: Book 8 part 1 of the Aeneid This is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org Reading by Lars Rolander The Aeneid by Publius Vergilius Maro translated by John Dryden Book 8 arcadian allies part one when turnus had assembled all his powers his standard planted on laurentium's towers when now the springly trumpet from afar had given the signal of approaching war had roused the neighing steeds to score the fields while the fierce riders clattered on their shields trembling with rage the Latian youth prepare to join the allies and headlong rush to wire. Fierce Ufens and Messapus led the crowd with bold Messentius who blasphemed aloud. These through the country took their wasteful course, the fields to forage and to gather force. Then Venulus to Diomed they send to beg his aid, Asonia to defend declare the common danger and inform the grecian leader of the growing storm aeneas landed on the latian coast with banished gods and with a baffled host yet now aspired to conquest of the state and claimed a title from the gods and fate what numerous nations in his quarrel came and how they spread his formidable name what he designed, what mischief might arise if fortune favoured his first enterprise was left for him to weigh whose equal fears and common interest was involved in theirs while turnus and the allies thus urge the war the trojan floating in a flood of care beholds the tempest which his foes prepare this way and that he turns his anxious mind thinks and rejects the counsels he designed explores himself in vain in every part and gives no rest to his distracted heart so when the sun by day or moon by night strike on the polished brass that trembling light the glittering spises here and there divide and cast their dubious beams from side to side now, on the walls, now on the pavement play, and to the ceiling flash the glaring day, it was night, and weary nature lulled asleep, the birds of air and fishes of the deep, and beasts and mortal men, the Trojan chief was laid on Tiber's bank, oppressed with grief, and found in silent slumber late relief. Then, through the shadows of the poplar wood, arose the father of the Roman flood. An azure robe was o'er his body spread a wreath of shady raids adorned his head, thus manifest to sight the god appeared'd, and with these pleasing words, his sorrow cheered, undoubted offspring of ethereal race, o oh, long expected in this promised place, who thro the foes hast borne thy banished gods, restore them to their hearths and old abodes this is thy happy home the clime where fate ordains thee to restore the trojan state fear not the war shall end in lasting peace and all the rage of haughty Juno cease. and that this nightly vision may not seem the effect of fancy or an idle dream a so beneath an oak shall lie along all white herself and white her thirty young when thirty rolling years have run their race thy son ascanius on this empty space shall build a royal town of lasting fame which from this omen shall receive the name time shall approve the truth for what remains and how with sure success to crown thy pains with patience, next attend a banished band, driven with Evander from the Arcadian land, have planted here and placed on high their walls their town, the founder Palantium calls to read from Pallas his great-grandsire's name, but the fierce Latians' old possession claim with war infesting the new colony. These make thy friends and on their aid rely To thy free passage I submit my streams Wake son of Venus from thy pleasing dreams And when the setting stars are lost in day To Juno's power thy just devotion pay With sacrifice the wrathful queen appease Her pride at length shall fall her fury cease when thou return'st victorious from the war, perform thy vows to me with grateful care. The god am I, whose yellow of water flows around these fields, it fattens as it goes, Tiber, my name among the rolling floods, renowned on earth, esteemed among the gods. This is my certain seat in times to come. My waves shall wash the walls of mighty Rome. He said and plunged below. While yet he spoke, his dream, Aeneas, and his sleep forsook. He rose and looking up beheld the skies with purple blushing and the day arise. The water in his hollow palm he took from Tiber's flood and thus the powers bespoke. Laurentian nymphs by whom the streams are fed, and Father Tiber in thy sacred bed. Receive Aeneas, and from danger keep, Whatever found, whatever wholly deep, Conceals thy watery stores, wherever they rise, And bubbling from below, salute the skies. Thou king of horned floods, whose plenteous urn Suffices fatness to the fruitful corn, For this thy kind compassion of our woes Shalt share my morning song and evening vows, but oh be present to thy people's aid and firm the gracious promise thou hast made thus having said to galleys from his stores with care he chooses mans and fits with oars now on the shore the fatal swine is found wondrous to tell she lay along the ground her well-fed offspring at her others hung she white herself and white her thirty young Aeneas takes the mother and her brood, And all on Juno's altar are bestowed. The following night, and the succeeding day, Propitious Tiber smoothed his watery way. He rolled his river back, and poised he stood, A gentle swelling and a peaceful flood. The Trojans mount their ships, they put from shore, borne on the waves, and scarcely dip an oar. Shouts from the land give omen to their course, and the pitched vessels glide with easy force. The woods and waters wonder at the gleam of shields and painted ships that stem the stream. One summer's night and one whole day they pass betwixt the greenwood shades and cut the liquid glass. The fiery sun had finished half his race, looked back and doubted in the middle space when they from far beheld the rising towers the tops of sheds and shepherds lowly bars thin as they stood which then on homely clay now rise in marble from the roman's way these cots evander's kingdom mean and poor the trojan saw and turned his ships to shore it was a solemn day the Arcadian states, the king and prince without the city gates, then paid their offsprings in a sacred grove, to Hercules, the warrior son of Jove. Thick clouds of rolling smoke involved the skies, and fat of entrails on his altar-fries. But when they saw the ship that stemmed the flood, and glittered through the covert of the wood, they rose with fear and left the the unfinished feast till dauntless pallas reassured the rest to pay the rites himself without delay a javelin ceased and singly took his way then gained a rising ground and called from far resolve me strangers whence and what you are your business here and bring you peace or war high on the stern aeneas he stand and held a branch of olive in his hand while thus he spoke the Phrygian's arms you see expell'd from troy provoked in italy by latian foes with war unjustly made at first affianced then at last betray'd this message bear the trojans and their chief bring holy peace and beg the king's relief struck with so great a name and all on fire the youth replies whatever you require your fame exacts upon our shores descend, A welcome guest, and what you wish, a friend. He said, and downward hasting to the strand, Embraced the stranger prince, and joined his hand. Conducted to the groove, Aeneas broke, The silence first, and thus the king bespoke, Best of the Greeks to whom, by fate's command, I bear these peaceful branches in my hand. Undaunted I approach you, thou I know, Your birth is Grecian, and your land my foe. From Atres, thou your ancient lineage came, And boast the brother kings your kindred claim Yet myself, conscious worth your high renown, Your virtue through neither neighbouring nation's blown our father's mingled blood apollo's voice have led me hither less my need than choice our founder dardanus as fame has sung and greeks and knowledge from electra sprang electra from the loins of atlas came atlas whose head sustains the starry frame your sire is mercury whom long before on cold kyllene's top fair maya bore maya the fair on fame if we rely was atlas daughter who sustains the sky thus from one common source our streams divide ours is the trojan yours the aridian side raised by these hopes i sent no news before nor asked your leave nor did your faith implore but come without a pledge my own ambassador the same rutulians who with arms pursue the trojan race are equal foes to you our host expelled what farther force can stay the victor troops from universal sway then Will they stretch their power at worth the land, And either sea from side to side command? Receive our offered faith, and give us thine. Ours is a generous and experienced line. We want no hearts nor bodies for the war, In council cautious, and in fields we dare. He said, and while spoke, with piercing eyes, Evander viewed the man with vast surprise, pleased with his action, ravished with his face, then answered briefly with a royal grace, O valiant leader of the Trojan line, in whom the features of thy father shine, how I recall anchises how I see his motions mean, and all my friend in thee. Long though it be, it's fresh within my mind When Priam to his sister's court designed A welcome visit with a friendly stay, And through the Arcadian kingdom took his way, And then past a boy the callow down began, To shade my chin and call me first a man I saw the shining train with vast delight, And Priam's goodly person pleased my sight. But great Anchises, far above the rest, with awful wonder fired my youthful breast. I longed to join in friendship's holy bands. Our mutual hearts and plight, our mutual hands. I first accosted him. I sued. I sought, and with a loving force to Phineus brought. He gave me, when at length constrained to go, a lycian quiver and a Gnosian bow. A vest-embroider glorious to behold, And two rich bridles with their bits of gold. Which my son's courses in obedience hold, The league you ask I offer as you write, And when to-morrow's sun reveals the light, With swift supplies you shall be sent away. Now celebrate with us this solemn day, Whose holy rites admit no long delay. Honor our annual feast, and take your seat With friendly welcome at a homely treat. Thus having said, the bowls removed for fear, The youths replaced and soon restored the cheer. On sods of turf he set the soldiers round, A maple throne raised higher from the ground, Received the Trojan chief, and o'er the bed, a lion's shaggy hide for ornament they spread. The loaves were served in canisters, the wine in bowls. The priest renewed the rites divine. Broiled entrails are their flood, and beefs continued shine. But when the rage of hunger was repressed, thus spoke Evander to his royal guest: These rites, these altars, and this feast, O King. From no vain fears of superstition spring, Or blind devotion, or from blinder chance, Or heated zeal, or brutal ignorance, But saved from danger with a grateful sense The labors of a god we recompense. See from afar yon rock that mates the sky, About whose feet such heaps of rubbish lie, Such indigested ruin, bleak and bare, how desart now it stands, exposed in air! It was once a robber's den, inclosed around with living stone, and deep beneath the ground, the monster carcass, more than half a beast, this hold impervious to the sun, possessed the pavement ever foul with human gore. Heads and their mangled members hung the door. Vulcan, this plague begot, and like his sire. Black clouds he belged, and flakes of livid fire. Time long expected eased us of our load, And brought the needful presence of a god. The avenging force of Hercules from Spain Arrived in triumph from Gairon slain. Thrice livid the giant, and thrice livid in vain, His prize the lowing herds Alcides drew near tiber's bank to graze the shady grew, allured with hope of plunder and intent by force to rob by fraud to circumvent the brutal carcass. as by chance they strayed for four oxen thence and for fair kind convey'd and lest the printed footsteps might be seen he dragged them backwards to his rocky den the tracks averse a lying notice gave and led the searcher backward from the cave meantime the herdsman hero shifts his place to find fresh pasture and untrodden grass the beasts who missed their mates filled all around with bellowing and the rocks restored the sound one heifer who had heard her love complain roared from the cave and made the project vain alcides found the fraud with rage he shook and tossed about his head his knotted oak swift as the winds or Scythian arrows flight he clomb with eager haste the aerial height then first we saw the monster mend his pace fear his eyes and paleness in his face confessed would the god's approach trembling his springs as terror had increased his feet with wings nor stayed for stairs, but down the depth he threw, His body on his back, the door he drew. The door a rib of living rock with pains, His father hewed it out and bound it with iron chains. He broke the heavy links, the mountains closed, And bars and levers to his foe opposed. The wretch had hardly made his dungeons fast, The fierce avenger came with bounding haste, so weighed the mouth of the forbidden hold, And here and there his raging eyes he rolled. He gnashed his teeth, and thrice he compassed round, With winged speed the circuit of the ground. Thrice at the cavern's mouth he pulled in vain, And panting thrice desisted from his pain. A pointed flinted rock, all bare and black, Grew gibbons from behind the mountain's back, Owls, ravens, all ill omens of the night, Here built their nests, and hither winged their flight. The leaning head hung, threatening over the flood, And nodded to the left the hero stood, Adverse with planted feet, and from the right, Tagged at the solid stone with all his might, Thus heaved the fixed foundation of the rock, Gave way, heaven echoed at the rattling shock, Tumbling it choked the flood on either side, The banks leap backward and the streams divide, The sky shrunk upward with unusual dread, And trembling Tiber divide beneath his bed, The court of cacus stands revealed to sight, The cavern glares with new-admitted light, So the pent vapours with rumbling sound, Heave from below and rend the hollow ground, a sounding flaw succeeds and from on high the gods with hate beheld the nether sky the ghosts repine at violated night and curse the invading sun and sicken at the sight the graceless monster caught in open day enclosed and in despair to fly away howls horrible from underneath and fills his hollow palace with unmanly yells The hero stands above and from afar, Plies him with darts and stones and distant war. He from his nostrils huge mouth expires, Black clouds of smoke amidst his father's fires, Gathering with each repeated blast the night, To make uncertain aim and erring sight. The wrathful god then plunges from above, And where in thickest waves the sparkles drove their lights and wades through fumes and groups his way half singed half stifled till he grasps his prey the monster spewing fruitless flames he found he squeezed his throat he writhed his neck around and in a knot his crippled members bound then from their sockets tore his burning eyes roll'd on a heap the breathless robber lies the doors unbarred receive the rushing day, And thorough lights disclose the ravished prey. The bulls redeemed breathe open air again, Next by the feet they drag him from his den. The wandering neighborhood with glad surprise Behold his shagged breast, his giant size. His mouth that flames no more, and his extinguished eyes. From that auspicious day, with rites divine, we worship at the hero's holy shrine. potitius first ordained these annual vows. As priests, we added the Pinarian house, who raised this altar in the sacred shade, where honours ever due for ever shall be paid, for these deserts and this high virtue shown. We warlike youth, your heads with garland's crown. Fill high the goblets with a sparkling flood, And with deep draughts invoke our common god. This said, a double wreath abunder twined, And poplars black and white his temples bind, Then brims his ample bowl with like design, The rest invoke the gods with sprinkled wine. Meantime the sun descended from the skies, and the bright evening star began to rise. And now the priests, Potitius at their head, in skins of beasts involved the long procession led, held high the flaming tapers in their hands, as custom had prescribed their holy bands. Then with the second course the table slowed, and with full chargers offered to the god— the sali sing and sends his altars round with saban smoke. Their heads with poplar bound, one choir of old, another of the young, to dance and bear the burthen of the song. The lay records the labors and the praise and all the mortal acts of Hercules. First, how the mighty babe, when swathed in bands, the serpent strangled with his infant hands. Then, as in years and matchless force, he grew the Ocalian walls and Trojan overthrew. Besides a thousand hazards they relate procured by Juny and Eurystheus hate. Thy hands unconquered hero could subdue the cloud-born centaurs and their monsters crew. Nor thy resistless arms the bull withstood, nor the roaring terror of the wood, the triple porter of the Stygian seat. With lolling tongue lay fawning at thy feet, And seized with fear forgot his mangled meat, The infernal waters tremble at thy sight, The god no face of danger could affright, No huge typhus, nor the unnumbered snake, Increased with hissing heads in Lerna's lake. Hail Jove's undoubted son, an added grace To heaven and the great author of thy race receive the grateful offerings which we pay and smile propitious on thy solemn day in numbers thus they sung above the rest the den and death of carcus crown the feast the woods to hollow vales convey the sound the vales to hills and hills the notes rebound the rites performed the cheerful train retire Betwixt young Pallas and his aged sire, The Trojan passed the city to survey, And pleasing talk beguiled the tedious way. The stranger cast around his curious eyes, New objects viewing still with new surprise, With greedy joy inquires of various things, And acts and monuments of ancient kings. Then thus the founder of the Roman towers, these woods were first the seat of sylvan powers of nymphs and fauns and salvage men who took their birth from trunks of trees and stubborn oak nor laws they knew nor manners nor the care of labouring oxen or the shining share nor arts of gain nor what they gain to spare their exercise the chase the running flood supplied their thirst the trees supplied their food then Saturn came, who fled the power of Jove, robbed of his realms and banished from above. The men dispersed on hills to towns he brought, and laws ordained and civil customs taught. And Latium called the land where safe he lay from his undutious son and his usurping sway. With his mild empire, peace and plenty came, and hence the golden times did read their name a more degenerate and discolored age succeeded this with avarice and rage the Asonians then and bold sicanians came and saturn's empire often changed the name then kings gigantic Tibris and the rest with arbitrary sway the land oppressed. for Tiber's flood was albola before till from the tyrant's fate his name it bore I last arrived driving from my native home, by fortune's power and fate's resistless doom, long tossed on seas I sought this happy land, worn by my mother nymph and called by heaven's command End of Book eight Part one read by Lars Rolander